0: The following content consists of two niggas, one of which has still never heard 5eo before. Start the show. What is that again? Five eo yeah. Who the fuck is 5 Does it, Does he have something I should know? So it's a heat. It's a person. It's It's something. Okay. So does that make two people <laughs> that haven't heard it, or just one? Oh, you haven't heard 5 Yo either. I don't know what that is. They it's it's some New York nigga. It's some New York nigga. They swear it's just about to LeBron this bitch. It, it like in music? Yeah, in hip hop. They swear Kay. he's about to LeBron this shit. Sure, okay. Like he, like he's gonna be the savior. Oh, that oh. was gonna be Pop Smoke. That was gonna be Bobby Shmurda. <laughs>
1: <laughs> that was gonna be Papoose. Come on, y'all. <laughs> stop! Stop! Stop trying to make fetch a thing. <laughs>
0: right.
1: Just, just stop, New York. Just stop.
0: Oh man, they, you can't you can't tell these niggas shit about Five Yo. He about he's about to just take the world by
1: storm. Wait, is this the the Five EO foreign dude? Yeah, I okay. guess so. He's been on a, on a Nas song, I think. Oh well, okay.
0: That I, that should I mean honestly that should be enough. Like that that alone should tell you uh, where that's headed. Like uh, nobody cares about New York, y'all. Like just focus on him Making good music Stop trying to make him We'll get there
2: We'll get there
0: Niggas plus information Plus alcohol Equals opinions While black Your black ass cheat sheet For the week of foolishness And fuckery I am your boy Oz I'm I'm just here (laughs) At at some point We may have to
1: update The byline um, Of niggas plus alcohol (laughs) It's like Niggas and occasional alcohol
0: Occasional (laughs) alcohol
1: Lately's been niggas in the water.
0: i was say we've been chilling
1: lately. Because
0: <laughs> we've been chilling.
1: My liver can't take all that.
0: I'll say, I, but <clears throat> honestly, I think that's. And I think the the demographic of this podcast understands that. The demographic of this podcast also needs to be more concerned about
1: their health. They're getting up there in age.
0: Also true. Also true. Because you know, um,
1: some of y'all in y'all mid thirties, you know.
0: I'm just saying, Noriega and them. Not to be, not to put out another, not to put up or down another podcast. No matter how much I think this shit is bad, um, drink champs fan that fam. They be they, they got some. They drink like they got something to prove. Every every time somebody says anything, they ring a little bell. Everybody take a shot. Noriega can't possibly be really going through all that liquor. Uh, then again, New York niggas are the ones are the ones that stay smoking Newports into in well into their sixties. Yeah, 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 yeah. That's true too. Uh, I was like, they can't be going through that much. And drink champs, a good drink champs interview be like. Three hours long. Can't possibly. Pharrell ain't sitting there drinking for three hours.
1: Oh, Pharrell definitely wasn't sitting there drinking for three hours. Not
0: not even close,
1: no. That man was probably trying to figure out a way to exfoliate while he was
0: sitting there. They still pumping the game stomach. They still pumping that <sighs> nigga's stomach. It, it don't take that much alcohol to listen to game lie
1: for um, two hours. You... Got a lot of bullshit in you that can soak it up.
0: <laughs> what 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 is this episode one seventy six? One
1: seventy six up in your mix. Oh man, how was your week, sir? My week was it was oh, man it was it was full of engagement. Let me say that you know yeah currently at my job right now there's a there's a lot of turnover just because in the uh, in the IT market there are a lot of opportunities out there for people and and people at my job are taking advantage of those opportunities. A lot, a lot of people are are having those, you know, once in a, in, in every so often opportunity to make a difference in their lives. Right. So it's been a lot of talking people through these transitions and possible transitions had to pour a lot into people. And, um, you know, the 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 cup was half full most of the time. So mm-hmm. y'all y'all only got what I had. Y'all couldn't have it all though. But uh, I, mean, I mean, you know, it was all right. It was all right.
2: Um, Fair enough.
1: You know, first week of spring. Uh, it's about to get warm out there.
0: Oh boy, it's all no, it's already getting warm.
1: It's already getting warm out there. I've, you know, I've had to, I've had to go back to air conditioning reluctantly again yeah man light bill about the surge and uh that's that's about it man looking you know at this point we're at the end of May going into April I'm looking forward to summer planning a summer beach trip somewhere I don't know where yet
0: okay okay I you know what And, and it's about time for the guys to start planning the we're gonna I think we're gonna end up bringing back the annual guy trip um at this point, just the crew annual crew trip. Yep, uh, I think it's time. Um, they, they the guys tried to bring it back last year. Nobody was really feeling comfortable. Um, of course, twenty twenty was the heat was was the the thick of the panini. Definitely weren't doing it then. I think it's time. I you know um, I can't speak for myself, but the guys. Are definitely getting into uh, their their professional bags um, and started beginning to jump off and flourish. Um, so it's time to, it's time to to bring the camaraderie back. Um, outside of Call of Duty. Um, other than that, let's see my week. My week was it was a strange week. It was a strange week. Sometimes, sometimes just individual, isolated things happen, and then you look up on Friday after a mass of isolated things happening. You're like, mm-hmm. "This is some bizarre shit this week, man." Um, came to the same conclusion about the heat. If it's this hot right now, it's a smooth eighty right now. Yep. Um, and you can feel it out there. If this is what it's like at this moment, because I was, uh, yesterday after I got my hair, after I got my hair twisted, um, it was, a, I forgot what their name is, Mud bugging or something. You can find them on Instagram. Uh, it's that time of year, too. Mm. Uh, crawfish, snow crab. Yeah, buddy. Oh, I had to get a, boy, I had I had to get a bunch of it. That's, whew, that's snow crab, boy. And. While they were, they, while they had their little tent up doing their thing, the dude, the dudes from New Orleans, and he looked at me and said, "Summer ain't even here yet. <laughs> Summer ain't even here yet." And I know it was hard for him because he, cause they, cause they, 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 get all that shit ready, all the, the uh, they fix all that crab and crawfish ready to order. So they got the big joint out there. Yeah. I know it's hot on there. I know that heat on their back. That yeah, sweat is an extra ingredient, fam. And a lot of people got to reacclimate mm-hmm. because we've been sp- we've been inside. Yeah, a lot of people about to spend the first time in two
1: years in, in 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 actual outdoor heat. Yeah, yeah. A lot of people haven't
0: been in cookout heat in a couple years. So that inflation, welcome back. That inflation, y'all going to start making some. Some scheduled decisions about that air conditioning. <laughs> <laughs> Woo Y'all ain't ready. Um, there was that, and I I told him I was like, man, I've been. It was it was easy on me last week cause I last year because I was I had my ass in the house. Uh, I'm gonna get one of these work from home jobs. God damn it. It, it! I might have to bring that shit back, and I've been making plans to turn my garage. Into a lounge, mm. or at least some kind of lounge area where my niggas can have some cold ones mm-hmm. and uh, play some dominoes, and you know, and we can talk about, you know, we can talk about some real shit. Yeah, I got to figure out how to get one of these bitches. Uh, my, yeah. uh, Randall, I'm pointing to Randall's portable AC, portable AC joint, Home Depot. How much was it? How shit? We'll talk about it. Okay. Right. That's fair. All right. All right. Yeah, I might have to cop one of these. Um not, yeah. try, not trying to advertise for them. Stunting. Okay. I know I get it. No, you're right. You're right. You're right. They ain't paying us yet. Uh what the fuck will we look fam. I always wanna say what the fuck would we look like advertising for Home Depot? But like ugh. we'd make it
1: work. I got to start getting something back from them as much as I've been pumping into
2: them. <laughs> For real.
0: The joys of home ownership. You ain't lying. You ain't lying. Shit. People, people be in such a rush to be a homeowner, they're not ready. They're not ready, mm-hmm. and nobody's making them prepared for some of the bullshit you have to go through on a weekly basis. You know,
1: just... Just... Uh, uh, what was it... It was last week, I think, that the uh, you know just it was just random shit that happened. Just like last week, the the water in my house just said that uh, it's not going to drain anymore. Oh, that and, bullshit! And we had to go get the I had to go get the uh, the sewer line unclogged. I mean, like that shit just happened on a day.
0: That might be the problem. That might be the problem in my house. That might. It's just a corner of the house. The we water. have three bathrooms and one bathroom is just out of order because if you do anything water related in there, all of a sudden there's just a flood in the fucking garage.
1: Oh yeah, you got you got a clog.
0: Yeah man, you
1: got a clog somewhere in yeah. there.
0: Jesus Christ! And,
1: um, you know, I had to I had to get a 25 foot auger to clear it out of my house, but it was actually out. Side of my house and had someone had to bring in a big four hundred pound joint. Why are we talking about this on this podcast? We're turning an old man? This is like tool time. See, that's how washed we are. We are so fucking washed. This is not what y'all signed up for. Um, but also, y'all gonna get this work.
0: I'll say this. I'll say if y'all can, if y'all can listen to, uh, well, I'm not gonna name names. No, I'm not gonna do that. But if y'all can listen, to some of these niggas wax poetic about the woes of having to respect black women. <laughs> <laughs> then y'all can get the then y'all can get this good old uh drunken wholesomeness. Yeah. God damn. Did I refer to did I refer to us as wholesome? Mm-hmm. Deserving and undeserving. Yeah. 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 Deserving and undeserving. <laughs> um giving out flowers while people are here, starting out that way. Uh oh no, shout out to the new listeners. What the fuck are y'all doing here? You know what it is? Mm-hmm. I think it's a I think it's a podcast quarantine. I do. I think all their I think all their faves have turned toxic. Uh, and they're just quarantining over here until that shit's over. It's
1: only a matter of time before we fall in line with it. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Shit. Um. Uh yeah, so, you know, any good quarantine, y'all y'all watch y'all don't watch enough sci fi movies, because any good quarantine will fail. <laughs> any good quarantine will fail. It's always gonna be the fault of people. People ruin everything. That's that that's always my take from things. Shout out to the new listeners. Shout out to the old listeners. The first times, the last times. Maybe y'all sick of this shit. It's quarantine though. It's too late to get out now. I mean. Either that You gotta show us That zombie bite I'm just saying I'm just saying People ruin Every good quarantine There's always one nigga That don't want you That don't want you To know That they got That they got bit Two weeks ago It's
1: good to know though That if, if we do have a, a zombie apocalypse That we are Definitely And truly screwed
0: Oh absolutely Like <laughs> Absolutely
1: there, there are no phases To a zombie apocalypse There's no surge There's no variant you just die. it's just a rap yeah
0: it's just a rap it's not even a rap because you know you didn't run fast enough or it's a, it's a rap because you just rather be at 5015 with a hookah in your mouth <laughs> <laughs> good old good old american capitalism just was the fall of civilization that in white women white women almost definitely um Giving flowers while people are here, um, flowers go to Miss Contessa Louise, what? who is actually a friend, a family member of the podcast. Um, I would say, I, dare I say, she's a part of the team. Uh, she was very instrumental in upgrading the website, uh, the website that we get so many good compliments on, because mm-hmm. it's gorgeous. Um, uh she's definitely been on my team since uh Neverland she did she did the Neverland website uh, right now giving her flowers because she just not to put all her business out there but I'm so proud of her um she just got some uh I want to say a outside cash investment hey hey um to a project that she's been that she's been working with some people on um, um some people called the collective where their focus is, um, content creator uh, marrying content creators with uh crypto and in and, and NFTs. Um, the reason I think this is so important is because I talked to her, and we've been trying to get her on the podcast actually. Um, scheduling conflicts on her on our end, everybody's end, um, is that. The thing about crypto and NFT, I get a lot of shit about this because I call it a scam. I don't think the technology in itself is a scam.
1: I don't. Right. There, I, there are a lot of very good practical applications to blockchain technology um, that, you know, if I didn't want to bore you all to death, I could probably tell you all about. Sure. The, the, the issue that I personally have with cryptocurrency as it's presented to me is is the delivery method? It's the the way that it is marketed to us is what makes it very undesirable. Exactly. It's it, it's very much marketed as, you know, pet rocks or, or Cabbage Patch Kids. It's here. I have this thing that I want to sell to you, and you will have the ability to make more money from it later.
0: And once you have it, it will accrue in, it will accrue in value.
1: And then you'll be able to sell it for more. Um It's a beanie baby. Yeah. Now the thing is, as we've said before,
3: <laughs>
1: the last person holding loses. Correct. So when we get to the end of the chain and you can't sell that shit to anybody else, um, much like a uh, Harold Minor rookie basketball card, you're just
0: you're just stuck with it. Yeah. And yeah. and and, and uh, Part of it is because people capitalize much like the much like um, the African Americans in the Judeo-Christian church, um, they get caught up in this prosperity narrative. Mm-hmm. It's very much the new prosperity gospel. Yeah. Um, and they capitalize not only on that, but on the but on the the times we're in and the level of FOMO. Those of you that don't know fear of missing out mm-hmm. the level of FOMO involved in, oh, I just saw some ran, some random SoundCloud rapper uh, make 15 mil off of crypto. Or I some random comic, some random comic book artist um, that fell out of that, that got fired from D.C. from DC Comics or whatever, mm-hmm. makes X amount of money off of NFTs. And it, it it's marketed in this everyday kind of schematic to where you feel like the nigga next, it could be you or the nigga next to you mm-hmm. that could easily just jump off of crypto. It's a lottery. It is. And in that regard, when you're marketing it as this quick fix key to wealth, that's where I call it a scam. And not only that, the people the, the 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 celebrities that get behind it, none of them ever can can ever explain it to you. Right. You remember that episode where we talked about how Waka didn't know what the fuck he was talking about? Did not know. Your mind is the blockchain.
1: Do your own research.
0: Oh, that's the oh, that's the one. That's the one. If you're playing, if you were playing uh, scammer bullshit bingo. If you hear somebody, if you hear somebody say, "Do your own research," it's because they themselves have no idea what the fuck they're talking about. My
1: research has led me to realizing that you are full of shit.
0: Correct. Correct. Do your own research. Don't trust me because I know I'm just talking out of my ass. Yep. And I, I like that Contessa and the Collective are dedicated to offering real information and presenting crypto and NFT in the way that technology should be introduced to people that don't have money lenders and and angel investors and whatever looking to make a buck off of it. It should be presented in a way that people can make their own decisions about taking this technology into the future. That's the way it should be. Um, And anybody dedicating themselves to kind of breaking through the noise definitely gets flowers from me. Mm -hmm. Hit Contessa Louise and the Collective with the air horns.
2: Let's go.
0: Let's go. Love it. Um, Humans ain't shit. I'm going to make this as quick as humanly possible. I was reading a meme that has been circulating um, and it, I have to say it is the God's honest truth for a change. Um, the Essentially the meme was saying that a lot of you go on dates, have a great time on date one and then decide that you are going to just start mentally daydreaming, mapping out the rest of your life with this human being <laughs> And I want you guys to go to therapy and ask yourselves why you do that. This yeah. is some real shit. Yeah. To quote friend Contessa, she said this a long time ago. In case y'all don't know, Contessa has been a guru in many in many facets of life. Has had her fingers in a lot of pies, and has and definitely has the the knowledge and the experience. Um, to break you off in any one of them,
3: mm-hmm.
0: and one day she did in fact say y 'all be out here planning for date one hundred on date one yes can't you get through a fucking meal?
1: you got to find out how how they are crazy first, correct everyone 's crazy. you just got to find out what particular crazy they are first before you start before you start making those plans
0: and and now Randall's right. But I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to take it a step back. So you don't even have to go that far. Find out who this person is. Find out who this person is and in a way that is not necessarily in relation to how who they are benefits you. Right. Or how who they are appeals to your sensibilities. Because I think this is another way people fail. Mm-hmm. Everything ain't about you. Very true. And it could very well be that some of who you are is not conducive to what that person's trying to do. But very rarely do y'all think of that because that would mean you would have to get your shit together. Right. Um, And now I'm not saying that You shouldn't look at somebody in a way and look for red flags and go and maybe, and and that's the other thing. It would be one thing if y'all applied that on both sides equally because it's always what it would be like and how they could benefit me. But very rarely is it those red flags that I keep overlooking. Could I put up with those for the rest of my life? Mm -hmm. You don't look at it that way. Yep. So if you're not going to keep it real and look at, that, look at it that way, you might as well be present, live in the here and now, and evaluate, and evaluate this person on who they are and what they stand for as a person. And you might just come out admiring who that person is. You might just come out admiring something about somebody that you didn't know was there this is i'm learning I'm learning this a lot in my thirties right especially after thirty five um and again, you don't have to date like me i as a matter of fact I strongly suggest you don't date like me <laughs> <laughs> but I think it's just something to think about something that to genuinely just take into account and consider because I even outside of just dating I think the way we I think we could benefit a lot from reevaluating the way we evaluate the next human being yes Um. someone just <laughs> someone just <laughs> someone just sent me some shit is this is this Ryan Gabriel this is why we have to get the this is why we have to get the discord started <laughs> Someone on Someone on Twitter t- tweeted There's no kind way To murder an innocent creature <laughs> to, for, Just for Ryan Gabriel to say Why first thing I thought was I've had Popeye's chicken Them birds deserve to die <laughs> what Yes the they deserve is, to die And I hope they go to the hell, hell. <laughs> the fuck is wrong with y'all dog <laughs> Song of the week, man. Imagine
1: your purpose in life is to end up, like, not even the spicy chicken, just (laughs) (laughs) your total existence so that you could be a mild piece of chicken.
0: (laughs) Oh, man. I know. And you know what? I know my mom is getting washed because now she actually has the, the debate with me. Cause I'm like, who the fuck is just really actively fucking with mild chicken, and I'm always like, well, no, I'll take a piece of mild chicken because y'all, because you people are obsessed with frying the chicken super hard, but Popeye and, and battering the fuck out of it. Popeye spicy ain't spicy though. It that's just true. has
1: it just has seasoning.
0: Yeah, that's true. You are correct. Like. <laughs> It's good, I, and I like it,
1: I, but it's just seasoning. Two people that I consider close friends, and that's up for debate now, <laughs> have an aversion to spicy chicken from Popeye's. I'm like, y'all are grown-ass adults who leave comments in comment sections. Like, y'all
0: out y'all, y'all here running from spicy chicken? Yeah, the, the Tristan's not fond of, spi- of Popeye's spicy chicken either.
1: And That's why she's where she is now. That's You're the here.
0: Well, yeah, possibly. it is it, possible. There's I'm a lot si- of things I didn't know I'm about. Oversimplifying. <laughs> there was a lot of shit I didn't know about her before the pandemic. Um so yeah, Song of the Week, it's always a good day when there's a new Sid, when there's a new Sid joint out there. It's always a good time. I'll tell you, Alice Isley drops some shit, I'm there. When Sid drops some shit, I am there. Not only has Sid dropped some new shit, She's dropped some new shit with Lucky Day. Mm. As a matter of fact, that is a combination that deserves air horns. Um Let us know when you're tired of the air horns. We won't care. What they gonna do? I was gonna say, I was gonna say we won't care. <laughs> um This is Cyber S C Y B A H. The nigga version of Cyber. Pour yourself something, get comfortable. I mean, it's a lucky day in Sid feature. You have no choice but to get comfortable with this. Yes. Um, It's heating up, so turn up your AC, pour yourself a glass of something. We're going to have a good podcast. Yes, we will. And we will be back with more opinions while black. Let's go.
4: Yes, love. If I ask you
0: Was Cyber from Sid, featuring Lucky Day,
2: mm-hmm.
0: from the new album Broken Hearts Club, uh, which will be out. I was looking at that actually, uh, April eighth. Oh, that's soon. That's niggas next week. Nigga, the sp- they they are they're just lubing us up. Wow, for the. <laughs> This is about to be a hot ass summer for music. Cause there's some people out here that are on the way. Um, let's see. Lucky day just arrived. Lucky Day just dropped. Mm-hmm. Alex Isley is coming. Mm-hmm. Um Sid is coming.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: Um, uh, well, for you hip hop dick riders, Five EO is coming. Um I think Kalani's on the way. I think um, there's a few people. I think SZA, I maybe SZA. You know SZA and Summer Walker just dropped some new shit. Yeah, SZA got some new titties, so she'll be touring. <laughs> Don't act like you didn't see it. It's true. It's true. <laughs> I I'm going to be honest with you because I because I watched it at work. I have still not heard the song. I just because I just watched it at work and I I didn't have my I had my AirPods in. It's it sounds exactly like the the
1: original version except we're pretending that, that Cardi B is singing. <laughs> That's the only difference.
0: <laughs> I, just, I, I, I love like SZA, Summer, Kehlani, a few mm. other people. I love this era of stripping B. <laughs> I love this shit.
1: Ruin my credit. Music.
2: (laughs) Yeah.
0: (laughs) Oh my god, I love this shit. As a matter of fact, stripping me is the name of this episode. Let's go. Um, I was actually all this, all this cutting up. I was looking for, uh, I was looking for a track list for Lucky for no for Sid. Okay, I see it here. Uh. Oh boy, 13 songs. That's a, that, I have to say, in 2022, 13 songs is a commendable number. Lucky Day, Smino, Kaylani. And actually, we've played some of this shit, Mm -hmm. actually. Missing Out, I've definitely played Missing Out on this podcast. Just didn't know it was coming out this soon. I didn't know it was going to be associated with this project. Mm -hmm. Because I played Missing Out like a year ago probably. Um, I see Getting Late, which was on um, um, uh, the Lena Wave shit nobody liked. Got to be more specific. (laughs) Um, The the Lena Wave shit nobody liked with Daniel Kaluuya. Oh, Him and the slim, girl Slim uh, Slim and Queen and Slim Queen and Slim Yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah I recognize So I recognize that Fast Car I tried to play on here I don't know if you're talking about The Shy Or <laughs> <laughs> Her fake ass rendition of Us
1: Called Them <laughs> Side note I did I did make a joke uh, Not too long ago I said Now that Now that Lena Waite sees that uh, Jordan Peele has a, a Movie called Nope She's gonna make one called Nah <laughs>
0: Did she do that shit now? Out called Master. Let's find out. Because I, I've I been hearing that Master did not slap. Um, and by heard, I heard, I heard from Scott Woods. Scott Woods, again, one of my favorite content critics out here, was very adamant that he was like, and, and I love his review because he says Master did not slap. But it's okay. It's okay that it didn't slap. We've got enough black shit out here. We don't need it. To, we don't need it to slap. So keep not slapping.
1: <laughs> I do not see her affiliated with this.
0: Okay. Okay, fair it's enough.
1: Mariama Diallo.
0: Okay, no one we know. No we'll know when we know right away. Right. Fair enough. Uh I was I was gonna try. But then I saw that. <laughs> Black Nerd God's be praised Atlanta has returned. No, we need louder air horns than that. Atlanta has returned. Let's go. There we go. You know, a friend of, you know, a friend of my listens to this podcast and for all the sound effects we do, she has a she has a housekeeper and so she'll be doing work in her study. How the fuck much money do you make? I you have, have a say. Housekeeper? We, I, I'm I'm oh My god. You got to study? I, <laughs>
1: Right. I'm from Sunnyside. What the fuck is that? Is that the extra bedroom that nobody uses? Like, the fam, <laughs> don't get me started. If you have a room defined as a study in your home,
0: uh, let's uh, go. I try not. I don't. I don't write her ass about it because every bit of success success that that she has achieved, she has earned tooth and nail. So go ahead and reap those benefits. Sure enough, um, but also, how rich are you? <laughs> Um, and so there will be times she'll have the door closed, and she'll be listening to us, and we'd be going off with these motherfucking sound effects, and they'd be loud to the bitch. And her housekeeper is only like, "What the fuck are you doing in there?" <laughs> <laughs> it's like, like, it's just some nice old lady. She's like, what the fuck are you listening to drill music? <laughs> 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 um. So yeah, Atlanta has returned. And I could not be more elated that Atlanta has returned. I am one of those niggas who is a, who, who is, I am here for what Donald Glover does. I am here for what, how Donald Glover and Atlanta kind of not, I won't say revamped, but just really um, revitalized the culture. I am 100% here for this show and if it's going to stay gone for, what, two, three years now? Three, three four years.
1: Yeah, it's been close to the four years, I think. Yeah.
0: Stay gone and come back when it's meaningful. Come
1: back when you've done it right. Come back when you can shoot both of the last two seasons and get that shit out the way. There's
0: <laughs> <laughs> no bullshit.
1: Which is what they did. Like they, they just shot seasons three and four and says season four is going to be the last.
0: I'm, and you know what? Go out go out on top. Yeah. If if this if these first two episodes that they premiered for us are the vibe, yes, this this is going to be an Atlanta podcast, god damn it. Um go out on top because Donald Glover has not missed a step. I will say for whatever you think of his writing style, him and his brother's writing style because I mm-hmm. think I think his brother wrote the first episode. His brother wrote the first one, someone else wrote the second one. Okay. He, he has a, he has a, he
1: has a pretty good writing table.
0: And it, I can say that whatever it is you you loved about this show, the first two episodes tell me that it's there and that um you're gonna you're you're gonna get whatever it is you loved about atlanta they have they have listened to you because they started us off this first episode. yeah, I'm doing spoilers fuck y'all um fast forward to shit ten minutes if you don't like it. Um so the first episode was usually we get this more in the middle of the season kind of an off an offbeat kind of detour from the main story um they gave us eh, a lot of people compared it to Jordan Peele kind of um kind of get out vibes it was actually the retelling of a true story the the Atlanta the verse version I guess
1: it was it was the Black Twitter version the 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 thing about it was it was <laughs> I remember watching this and I was like wow this is every meme that I've ever seen um, about black kids being adopted by by uh, by white, white families and it was it was almost <laughs> like it was written by me but, but it was it was tied together so seamlessly that um, and I was like, wow, it, it did make for a compelling narrative. That it did. And a quick shout out to Chef Ibersal Fallon <laughs> who um, you know, offered some good insight at, on one of his posts and, and and explained how he identified with that as a well. Oh word? Yeah. Okay. It was it was uh it was on one of his stories. It was yeah, so it was it, it definitely resonated. Right. It, it definitely resonated. And, you know, one thing about this being a black ass show is that I know that there is so many things on there that only black people got.
0: Oh, Oh, one hundred.
1: That their white friends were calling them like so. Right. Does everyone's parents tell them that white people are going
0: to kill them? Yes. 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 Absolutely. <laughs> In one way or another,
1: white people are gonna get you killed. That that's 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 going to be a conversation.
0: And it it cha- now it changed the narrative changes a little bit generationally speaking, mm-hmm. but the the idea is there. My dad, um, God rest him, he had he in fact had white friends. Mm-hmm. I mean, rare, rare, and they were usually disgustingly rich. Um, but he was of that mindset because he because. It, he grew up in a time where it was rare to be in white spaces or it was where it was rare for white people to accept you into those spaces. Mm -hmm. So having a white friend on your team doesn't necessarily mean that you've made it, but it means you're doing something to cause mainstream notice. Right. So he always appreciated that I had white friends Uh, Growing up in school And So for him to have a white friend That he would go fishing with every so often Who seemed to be doing well For themselves It wasn't necessarily That those white people will kill you It's that when the war happens Oh god Mm -hmm. Old school black people are so good for this When the war go down Don't think think they're choosing you
1: Yeah I mean
0: it's going to be it's, it's gonna us, be and, us them. and them. It's us and them. And they ain't going to choose your black ass. Because they ain't losing their seat. <laughs> so, yeah, but that narrative has always been there. These white folks will fuck you up.
1: And the other part is, especially with the little boy dancing in the beginning, don't be acting a fool in front of these white people.
0: Uh, oh, <laughs> oh, oh, there was so many levels to that yeah, shit. They'll be, Showing oh, out, for friends, huh? out for your white friends, huh? Showing out for
1: your white friends, huh? And also, that black parents don't give a damn about embarrassing you in front of anybody. I don't care Not if it's your little friends At all. Your teacher. I don't give a fuck.
0: Not at all. And don't have them coming up to the school on this bullshit.
1: Don't have the school calling me to come up here.
0: Oh, man. like they, Black folks, when black folks don't want to be inconvenienced, they have no problem Coming up here, seeing who seeing who the white person is that don't take no shit, and deputizing them <laughs> as your eight hour a day parent. Yeah, kick his ass. Because because the first thing she said was, "Give him some more motherfucking detention." Yeah, give him some more detention. And call today. What the fuck you calling me for? Now this is y'all's job for eight hours a day.
1: We're gonna take them out and put them in less challenging classes, and see. Now you got these white folks thinking you're retarded.
0: <laughs> oh shit! Like, Again, don't embarrass
1: us. Agree. like there's, we just need to make a list of rules of parenting from black parents.
0: Don't embarrass us. That's the. That's usually the first rule. Yeah. <laughs> don't be making an ass out of me, making yeah. me think that we're not raising your black ass, right? Making you think that we, you think that you was raised that you was raised by wolves in a barn or some shit. Don't ha, don't embarrass us. Um, two, don't have them having to call me, and I got to come from work. <laughs> I got to come from work to see about this bullshit. I, and, and and that's less a uh, that's less on them. That that's less on you than it is on the teacher, right? Because black people expect they respect a teacher with some nuts about them. They respect a teacher with, some, with a with a pair motherfucker. Mm-hmm. Like, and I'm not just talking about it. I'm not talking about it in the physical sense or or about masculinity versus femininity. I'm talking about somebody that will kick your motherfucking ass. Yes. Anybody who watches Abbott Elementary knows exactly what I'm talking about. They don't exactly respect Janine, <laughs> right. but they respect Cheryl Lee Ralph. Mm-hmm. Cheryl Lee Ralph will kick you off in your ass. That, every community got a Cheryl Lee Ralph that cares enough about these kids in the community to whoop their ass if need be. And in that regard, she already didn't respect these teachers. right? The fuck are you calling me up here for to do your job? In the middle of class and take your ass back to class. But then, and this is one of the main themes here. White women helping. Mm. White women trying to help some shit. So just so this dumb bitch calls CPS. That's another rule. If you call CPS Go, Mm -hmm. you better go with him. What did did the grandfather say? Go, you better take him before I kill him.
3: Yeah,
1: get that boy three well defined slaps.
0: (laughs) (laughs) That's when you know your ass is in trouble. When the when the male in the family goes, "What's the problem? What's the problem?" And you don't have an and no goddamn well, you don't have an answer.
1: Next thing you know, you're eating microwave fried chicken.
0: <laughs> and went off, and they and they put this, they put this little boy who got kicked out because someone else called CPS,
3: mm-hmm.
0: and they have put him with this white family with the, well, no, they put him with these with these lesbian white women who make kombucha in their house. Mm.
1: You know, they smell like
0: ass. Oh, my God. I can only imagine like I like kombucha, but it's, it's it, it, it falls under that rule with hot dogs. If you like something, never find out how it's made. Mm-mm. This this includes hot dogs, this includes some relationships. If you love it, never find out its origin story. <laughs> um and so now he's staying with with these other black kids that have been adopted. Over time. And from what we can tell... Sit at the dinner table and eat uncooked fried chicken. Yes. Every day. (laughs) Uncooked fried chicken.
1: The only seasoning was flour.
0: (laughs) Only seasoned by flour. (laughs) They didn't even use hot Avocado and like three nuts. And this nigga said this shit is nasty. What the fuck are y'all... They don't even give, fam, they, I knew this man was in trouble when they said, we don't use washcloths here. <laughs> Not that we don't have any, we don't use them. We don't use them. What about my hand? No, no, what about my butt? I gotta, I gotta use my hands. Really? They said, they said, you can use to it.
1: Yeah. So like, like I said, this, this, this entire episode was, was written by like very popular memes. And you know it, it, it culminated in something that could have been tragic. One of the things that I that I immediately noticed, especially with the intro piece to the episode, um, where they were talking about Lake Lanier, uh, I, I remember seeing this on the one episode of Amber Ruffin that I watched a few weeks ago. Okay, where she was talking about how there were communities across the U.S. Um, that formerly were predominantly Black communities that were flooded and turned into lakes. Right. And, and I remember on her show she she listed like four of them, four or five of them. And they kind of started this episode off with that narrative and I was like, "Damn, that's deep." Like
0: very much so.
1: And I and like and I I completely forgot until it was until it was revised like when people want to know how racist America is, understand that they don't want black people to thrive to the point where they will flood your town that sits about a thousand feet above sea level and turn it into a lake just to make sure that you don't thrive.
0: Man, and, you, and, and, and this is not news to anybody who knows any amount of history. Right. Especially coming out of Lovecraft Country, and a lot of people just had to have Black Wall Street explained to them. Yeah. Well, Lovecraft Country and Watchmen. Yeah, yeah. Watchmen. Watchmen, definitely Watchmen. Certainly. Um, And what's crazy is taking, and again, this is done masterfully, I think. Taking these things, and this is why a lot of people compared it to Jordan Peele. And other things is that taking something that really happened and flipping it on its ear, and that when you hear it out of context or depending on the context – it's a horror story.
3: Mm-hmm.
0: And a lot of the things that we take for granted have just happened to us over over the years of our history, it's just it's horror. Right. In its purest form, really. And I always say, I apply this to life all the time. I was just telling the I was just telling somebody I was a date with last night. That there's a the context. Well, I'm not going to tell the whole story, but there was a cop that came into my job. Uh, he is retiring, and he was saying things like, "Well, I'm retiring because it's not fun anymore. They don't let you rough. They don't let you rough him up anymore. He's an old. He's an old guy. He's an old guy, but he's a big motherfucker, and I would not want a problem with this motherfucker." And he was like, "They don't rough you they don't let you rough them up they don't let you talk they don't let you talk a little nasty to a little nasty to them. It's not funny anymore and he was in his father was a cop, apparently his father was a cop that these other cops knew or that had heard legend of. his father was definitely racist one hundred percent one hundred and ten percent." The, the way he described this man was that he was this great big man. It's not unlike the way I described my father when I was little. He was this great big he was this great big man who used to play football with these great big hands that could palm your head. And he had no problem grabbing you by your head and th- throwing you into the ground mm-hmm. if if you gave him shit. Now, the way another cop was listening to this and the way other people who were familiar with law enforcement were listening to this, you would have thought this man was motherfucking Davy Crockett, whatever, whatever, he, whatever hero you want to call him. You would have thought this motherfucker was Captain America. Me, the black person listening to this, thought this motherfucker was Leatherface. I swear to God I thought this was Leatherface The blind motherfucker From what's that shit called Don't blink Fuck out of here Don't want no problems With this motherfucker This motherfucker Sounded like the harbinger Of death (laughs) And here's his son Equally enormous And I'm a big motherfucker So if I tell you I don't want a problem With this man Mm -hmm. You definitely Don't want a problem With this man so I, I just love, I love that, that dichotomy that we, that we kind of overlook, but we kind of know in our heads that shit that's everyday things or shit that, that gets taken for granted to white people or people who don't know the history out of content is just outright terrifying to us. Right. And Donald Glover showed a real good control of that. So that's that first episode. Then it it kind of joins right into the second episode, yeah. where again Donald Glover wakes up with someone in his bed, mm-hmm. which is not which it, it, I didn't notice this until my date pointed it out. Was not unlike the first episode of first season, where he woke up from having a dream, and Van was next to him in bed. And he talked about this dream he had. And just to give you a little insight into how sometime Vanessa is, had a dream about a chick. Vanessa was worried about well, what she looked like. Well, did you kiss her? Well, you yeah.
1: like. To be fair though, if you wake up next to your girl and your girl's like, Yeah, I had a dream about a dude, well yeah. I mean
0: fair enough. Fair enough. You're going to be like, was it Michael B. Jordan? I mean. Well, not only that, fair <laughs> enough. Also, we le- we've we learned over the past two seasons that Ern has some ain't shit, some ain't shit nigga qualities yeah. that would lead her to believe yeah. something else. So now we've picked up with the story we've all been waiting for, the paper boy, the international paper boy tour. Yes. The paper boy, the Euro version. We get we get some shit right away. Earn fucking with these white women. I, I keep telling y'all, between the, these two episodes, we will learn. White women might be the ruination of mankind. When 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 that moment happens for us, I guarantee it will be a white woman that jump started it.
1: Hello them Troy.
0: White woman got this motherfucker, got this motherfucker late. He left van at the airport. <laughs> or is late picking up van at the airport. And somehow while he was while all this was going on, fucking with this white woman who may or may not even speak English and I'm pre- I I suspect stole his underwear. Mhm. Um, paperboy is in jail is in jail, not only in jail, but for the funniest shit I've ever heard of. The, the Paperboy, that nigga in jail scene was the funniest shit. The what happened last night. Yeah. It yeah. wasn't even him doing shit. Yeah. It was two women, from what I can understand, fighting over calling Rihanna a nigga bitch.
1: The room was probably in his name though.
0: <laughs> <That's a drug. laughs> As was the chair that
1: went flying out that window.
0: <laughs> and so you end up with Ern and and Alfred um basically gearing up for this leg of the tour. And Van <laughs> and Darius going on some weird vision quest. Yes. Because the tables have turned, and and this is and again an interesting turn of events. The tables have turned, and when we started off this adventure with them back in season one, it was Earn being displaced and not ha- and not really knowing where he was or where he was headed in life, right? And questioning a lot about himself and him his identity. Now. Van has a job that apparently has not worked out for her and is questioning a lot about where she wants to head in life. This comes at a very timely uh, moment for the culture because coming out of the pandemic, I can speak to this in particular, there's a lot of people that don't know what's next. And a lot of plans that a lot of people had Mm -hmm. before about March 2020, a lot of that shit went out the window and nobody is the same coming out of this and we have to figure out what's next. And Van is very much following the signs. Now, following the signs with a caveat because Darius is not the best spirit guide ever. (sighs) Darius, it's... Sometimes I think Darius is barely existent in this show in the way that he just kind of somehow exists on a wavelength that is just slightly outside of everyone else's. Mm -hmm. And the only time I've ever seen him shocked into the same wavelength as us is Teddy Perkins yeah, in season two because all that shit was very shocking. And so Darius is just kind of there in his own experience. And again, one of the most shocking, well, not shocking, I'll say, but they follow a random address they found in a coat.
1: Because it always ends well.
0: <laughs> to An event that I don't think They were ready for An event in
1: which If I walk in and I see that event and That event is being described to me I'm walking I'm straight leaving. out Leaving And Van found out the hard way
0: <laughs> Why <laughs> Yes, yeah, She sure motherfucking did And We learned a lot about than kind of having these events play out in front of her. And I think that is going to set her course for the rest of the season. Um maybe. Possibly. Because we never, you never know what this show I'll say, it's hard to say with Donald. Meanwhile, Donald and the tour are not going well. Or maybe they're going great. I can't tell anymore. So
1: you know, a, a friend of mine who, who lives in Amsterdam and also is involved with music in Amsterdam, I, I asked him about the the accuracy of what Paperboy dealt with uh, with regards to the blackface. Oh, my God. And because, I, you know, we've we've toured there before. We didn't we didn't play in Amsterdam. Uh, we were only passing through and went to the quote unquote coffee shops.
0: <clears throat> ah, okay, okay, gotcha,
1: gotcha So, gotcha. I wasn't um, At the time I wasn't as privy To to the experience Of Schwarte Pete <laughs> <laughs> Translation Black Pete right. um And Sinterclaws That uh, that they did And I, and I asked him if, if, if that kind of shit actually happens Where you had a show And they could show up in blackface And he was like, well, yeah there is, you know, there have been incidents where um, artists have performed. And, and he said that 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 venue is an actual venue in Amsterdam that he's. Oh, word. And he said that particular venue had someone who performed, the black artists that performed. And a couple people showed up in blackface. Oh, shit. And he was like, all right, I'm going to go ahead and pack this up and I'm out. And I'm not coming back <laughs> until y'all get rid of this shit. Wow. If 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 any of you have time and you want to if you want to see what that whole thing is about, just look up Sinterklaas and Black Pete in Amsterdam. Yeah. And it, it's it's a long history of a Christmas tradition that is very racist but also very normalized in Amsterdam. It's kind of crazy.
0: And when and honestly when you see that play out, it, the first thing that popped up in my mind was this makes This brings into focus a lot of those, a a lot of European shit that American white people kind of borrow from Mm -hmm. and come up with these weird, like, antebellum racist fashions and shit. Remember when that was a thing? Very, uh, we covered it barely. Yeah. Very, very, it was very kind of intentionally shocking. And they'd have like li- these weird little like jigaboo clothes and shit. I remember this very like I think I don't know who it was. I forgot what designer it was, but it was definitely some shock value to it. Mm-hmm. And it brings a lot of that into focus. It's like, oh okay, it, it, it's normal. They it's normalized somewhere. Well, maybe we can normalize it here. Yeah, and that's not how America works, guys. Um. So that that was very kind of fascinating to me. Um, all of this to say, I think this is off to a good start. I think we are going to see the rise and fall of Paperboy. Mm-hmm. Because all last season, Alfred was all worried about what, uh, about what um, earned Was doing the fuck up the brand Mm -hmm. Whether or not Earn would be a good manager All this shit When come look at it Even It doesn't even without Earn Paperboy is very Set on self destruction Yes And making terrible decisions Now Hanging out in The Amsterdam prison because everybody there apparently is a paperboy fan, <laughs> I don't blame him.
1: And I've I've heard, and hopefully never have the experience. I've heard some of those European jails are nice.
0: Um, the fact that niggas were out there chanting "Free Paperboy," yeah, that shit was hilarious. Um, All fourteen of them, uh, <laughs> and not only that, the fact that <laughs> it was this was one of my favorite moments because it was. You should always know something's up when Alfred isn't de- acting depressed. Yeah. That nigga said, do you have the money I asked for? He said, yes. And immediately went to throw it at all 14 of his fans <laughs> and take a selfie with them. Yes. Hilarious. Um, Atlanta's back. I'm proud. I love it. I think it's great. I think I I love everything that's happening. Um, they got me hyped just off of these two episodes in my mind, Atlanta is just one of the best shows to do it. It, it just in the past five years, one of the best shows to do it.
1: it. It definitely has officially carved its own niche in terms of black programming. Not quite a comedy, not quite even a dark comedy. It's it's very much black surrealism, right? So I think you were mentioning that you know he he once mentioned that he wanted to be like. The black Twin Peaks.
0: It, he definitely said he wanted Twin Peaks for hip hop.
1: Yeah, and it's it's definitely it's definitely in that realm of surrealism. Like every every episode, pretty much has four or five like
0: what the, the fuck really moments.
1: what the fuck moments, and they kind of build a narrative around that. So they've
0: you know that's what they are with it. I'm hype. I'm hype. I so far I'm in. Uh, it would at this point it would take a lot to kick me off the train. Mm-hmm. But uh, again, Donald Glover is doing it, and I respect—I respect what him and this show have done for the black weirdos like myself. Yeah, um, and it has been very unapologetic, and I feel like has kind of freed the black weirdos to just just tell your fucking story. Um. What else have I watched? Did you watch? Oh, oh! Have you watched DMZ? I watched the first episode so far. I watched the first episode and a half, probably. Um, DMZ is like, I didn't realize this was not. This was a limited series.
1: Yeah, and, and I'm and I'm fine with that because the one thing that I that I appreciate about a lot of these television adaptations of comic stories is that they are. They're venturing away from the source material right? and kind of putting their own spin on it. The Boys has done it. Um, Watchmen obviously did it. Definitely did it. And in this case, um, DMZ is following one of the secondary, uh, who I would consider a secondary character in the original run. Right. uh, And and kind of following an extension of her narrative, which is cool because I'm like, we don't need to see the exact same thing that happened in the book happen here.
0: Yeah, that, that, now that's true. Especially when you realize how it ended. Yeah, that's a that's a fucked up thing yeah. to put on TV. Oh
1: yeah, oh yeah. Now what it what it does still hit on is that you know it it still represents a very much divided nation. Correct. And um,
0: we- oh, are we going to give them the, the premise basically?
1: So the premise of the show is that uh, there is a civil war happening in the U.S. and there. There is still the United States of America, and then there are parts of the East Coast that are now what do they call the Free States of America or something Correct, like that? The free
0: States of America.
1: And right now, uh, Manhattan is it Manhattan?
0: Manhattan, mostly Manhattan.
1: Manhattan is the DMZ or Demilitarization Zone, which means it's kind of the the neutral territory for now, right? Uh, but the borders keep changing. Day by day Minute by minute So the DMZ right now Is kind of the only place That's not associated With either side But it's also a very Dangerous place to be
0: Because they're, they are Still shooting at each other Correct
1: So you know Remember years ago When, when Texas was Threatening to secede From the union
0: yeah. Kind of that Kind of that But you know Without Ted Cruz Or Rick Perry Fuck Rick Perry By the oh, way just in, just in case He's forgotten somewhere Fuck Rick Perry Really. But uh, that's that's kind of the world that, that this is in. And apparently in evacuation day number one, Rosario Dawson was trying to get out and she lost her son. Uh in the in the confusion. Yep. And she has been in so she is um going in sneaking into the DMZ. Mm-hmm. Uh, to find clues on how to get her on where her son might be and um, to try to bring him home, right? But she does not. She is. She does not like what she has found. She does not. Um, I can say this about this show on the positive tip first. Benjamin Bratt. Where the fuck did this Benjamin Bratt come from? Holy shit! I remember the cornball dude. Yeah, well, he, you know, he got a little. He got a little bit of Marvel
1: experience. You know what I'm saying? Wait, he, he was, was in Ant Man or one of those Ant Mans or something like that.
0: He was in Ant Man.
1: Let me See, he was in one of those. Uh, he was in a Marvel movie. I know that. As a really, very, yeah.
0: Oh, um, uh, he was in Doctor Strange yeah I, I I mean barely for like five seconds, but he yeah. was in Dr Strange
1: yeah whatever he was in yep, you're correct
0: yeah he used to do told Dr Strange how to find the ancient one correct um yeah 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 Doctor, but like I gotta say, <laughs> it's something about the marvel that marvel money yeah, that just puts you through that Captain America machine and you come out a whole different motherfucker. Because I do not remember this Benjamin Bratt. but the Benjamin Bratt I remember was a cornball. The one I remember played basketball against
1: Hallie. <laughs> Still worst movie scene ever.
0: Ooh, we don't talk about. Oh, we don't talk about Hallie. No, no, no. <laughs> Damn. Oh, I almost forgot about <laughs>
1: Oh, man. I was reminded because my niece, prior to seeing Batman, oh, you know, Catwoman was before her time. She was like, well, I see a few other people play Catwoman. I see that there's this Catwoman movie. I was like, <laughs> no. I said, let me go to YouTube and show you one scene. And you decide from there if you still want to watch this movie. And she was immediately like, oh, n- no.
0: <laughs> <That's> good. <laughs> So to watch Benjamin Bratt go from, like, trying to be, like, on the heartthrob list Mm -hmm. to this cool motherfucker, I was like, well, Benjamin Bratt should just do this and everything. Like, (laughs) Mm goddamn.
2: Because
0: he really did steal every scene he was in that I saw. Um, So the cast is on point. I don't have to, anybody that knows me and has followed this show long enough knows there there's nothing I can say that I haven't already said about Rosario Dawson. I, I, Rosario Dawson. She got to be what she got to be like mid forties, early fifties. Yeah. Yeah. My
1: God. Yeah. And, and, you know, I, I've enjoyed watching Rosario Dawson grow into like a, Legitimately veteran type actress,
0: one hundred percent.
1: Like she is one of, like she's one of our our vets. Like she, she's she nothing,
0: and she's never the same chick. Like she's never the same actress mm-hmm. that she was the last time you saw her. Forty two. God damn! Wait a minute. Rosario Dawson's only four years older than me. What the fuck?
1: Drink your water. Stop eating fast food. (laughs) You ain't lying. Look. Eat your vegetables. You ain't lying.
0: Uh, Exercise uh, and get your sleep. uh, To quote, to quote Lala Speaks, drink your water, mind your business, and play no games. Yeah. Because, God damn, Rosario Dawson's 40. Get the fuck out of my face. Look, um... Good performances on that end, and again, never the same. Never quite the same actress you remember from the last thing. Correct. Light years better here than what I remember of her in the Marvel Netflix universe, which she was not bad. Right. I don't think she was given enough to work with. Right. Um. Not the same actress there that I remember in that weird, fucked up mind fuck movie with James McAvoy. You remember that shit? With her, with hit with, with, with James McAvoy and like Vincent Castle. God, what was that bull what was that bullshit called? It was bullshit too. It was bullshit, but it was it's worth probably, it. That's for, probably why I don't remember I mean it was bullshit, but it was worth it for full frontal naked Rosario dog
1: Oh, that one. Yes. Uh, uh, um um what was it called Touch? No, but it was it was something very similar to that. Um
0: it was you know the trance trance there you go trance yeah that was some up. that was some bullshit that was some fucked up shit that was a good movie that was man that was fucked up that was that was maybe I have to go back and watch it again that was some <laughs> that was some bad shit crazy
1: just shit. go to one scene well yeah that be too good. yeah you're yeah. correct
0: um but yeah so definitely so definitely evolving there and yeah she has become one of our vets I suspect. That there will come a day when the Gen Z's are talking about Rosario Dawson the way we talk about Angela Bassett. You just made me hate Andre, Eric Andre again. <laughs> <sighs> and Cory Booker. Oh, fuck.
2: <laughs> <laughs>
0: you forgot about that cornball, oh, too, did
1: <laughs> She definitely has a tight, man. Light skinned and corny. <laughs> oh shit! Two things that neither one of us will ever be. Will ever be. Sorry. Oh,
0: it's all right. That's a that's an L I'll take. Um, the ne- the negatives here. Um, for me. And again, I don't want to be like a source material whore, but. I feel like even with the premise you've been... Even borrowing from the source material, the premise that you've been given deserves more world-building than you're allowed to do in four episodes. Right. Um, Because this project... Because this project has been on the burner for a very long time. And has Mm -hmm. probably taken several different shapes. You can tell... And that's another thing. You can tell that this script is the end result... Of a script that probably started out way more sprawling than this mm-hmm. probably switched studios a couple of times, mm-hmm. um, switched uh, switched writing tables, had to go through the had to go through the executive producers, had to go through another set of executive producers and this is what we got. and this is what Ava was given to work with. Um, having said that, I like visually what Ava does. Ava knows how to film black people. Correct. Ava knows how to film people of color. Um So visually I think everything made sense and I think she did the best vi- the best visual reputa- representation one could do of this script. My problem is I feel like there's a lot of world building that could and should happen, even if you're not going one one for one from the source material, like the elements of what happened to um, Rosario Dawson's son, that deserves world building. And if this weren't a limited series, I suspect we would get an episode just for that. Right. I suspect we would get flashbacks of what Rosario Dawson was doing looking in all these other places across the world that would lead her to believe that her son is in the DMZ. Right. And and it leaves a lot of questions, maybe not questions that just desperately need answers, but in the age of Twitter, when people ask all, when smarter than the writers Twitter is compelled to ask all of these questions, you have to at least address it. And that's what bothers me about this being a four-episode limited series. Yeah, yeah. I suspect if they bring it back, it will be it, they will bring it back from another character's point of view. Yeah, you know? loosely based on someone in the comics. And I can see that. I mean, it's 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 one of those things that
1: uh, I think you hit it on the head. It it probably at some point in development was a lot longer than that it, it was, right. there's probably a lot more involved into it if it does end up continuing in the future and then if it does end up being something of a, somewhat of an anthology of characters I'm also fine with that I, right. I, I would much rather have it be four episodes that leave me wanting more right. than 13 episodes that leave me feeling like Iron Fist you know Ugh. Uh, it's Ugh. I, I, you know I, I think and, and it's and it's something that at this point certain aspects of it we've seen in shows like The Walking Dead and, and the Handmaid's Tale, where you have this near future dystopian type society that people are trying to navigate in, so certain aspects of it seem very familiar, so keeping it relatively short and tight and character driven seems to be the right course to take for something like
0: this that's fair. That's fair, because because and that's a good point. When you get too sprawling, you mm-hmm. end up in the Walking Dead. Yeah, and at this point, we're all just kind of uh, that, we're all just waiting on the Walking Dead to die. The irony
1: of the title of that show now is not lost upon me. Like <laughs> it's been on the last season for like what three years now.
0: <laughs> I swear, I swear to God, it feels like they've been doing like how Breaking Bad did the final season part two. Yeah, it's, I swear to God, it seems like they're doing the final season part five. Yeah, it's been the final season since twenty nineteen, The Walking Dead. It wasn't like Andrew Lincoln leaving wasn't enough to get you motherfuckers on board. Is he back yet? No. Did they ever do his solo movie yet? No. And they're not going to. <laughs> and I don't know for certain. I can tell you, Andrew Lincoln's sick of that shit. He's, He's sick of that shit because Andrew Lincoln is a good actor.
1: No, no, this, this show the is BBC
0: actors want to go back to doing BBC shit.
1: This show is definitely the, the best and worst case example of they're going to ride some shit until the wheels fall off. It was lightning in a bottle and they were like, it should have been three seasons. We're going to expand this shit to
0: 11. I mean, to be fair, that means it's not too much different from the source material. Robert Kirkman will tell a story until story can't be told no more, and, and then keep telling that shit and
1: and, Robert, and recycle it. Well, Robert Kirkman don't give a fuck, and then just
0: end it like All right, <laughs> Dude, I'm done. Okay, that's it. Too bad. I got a
1: deal for Invincible
0: now. Let's do that. <laughs> <laughs> right? Hell yeah! Poor Norman Reedus. He did the same thing with Invincible too. But we'll see how it turns yeah, out. Yeah, we'll see. Um, uh, what else we got? Oh. <sighs> We can, just, we can run through some of this shit. Big Lotto, or uh, mul- or formerly known as Mulatto. Oh, okay. Yeah. Ah, that's who they... The, the, the light
1: skin rapper chick? Yes. His name was yeah. spot-on and problematic at the same time? Correct.
0: Okay. Like, she ended up changing that name because social media got in her ass a little bit. And she said, okay, well, fuck it. And she changed it to Big Lotto. And honestly... It, I don't think it, it, it. I don't think it has affected the trajectory of her career so far, one way or the other. It's just a thing to address.
1: Is there anybody named Octoroon out there? <laughs> Shit! If not, I'm taking it.
0: <laughs> <Damn> Quadroon. <laughs> um. So big Lotto. You know, she just dropped an album that I think is very impressive.
1: New album called Paper Bag Test. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Um mm. uh, not a bad album. I again I respect I respect her pen bitch. I'm passing for white. I'm passing for white. <laughs> bitch, I'm passing for white. I'm passing for it's white. Wrong with Fuck you. Tessa
1: Thompson. I'm passing for white. <laughs> Fuck Ruth Negger. I'm passing for white. I'm passing for white. Hey, passing for white. Hey. Come on, man. <laughs>
2: What the fuck is wrong with
0: you? If we going to do
1: it, oh, let's do it.
0: Oh, shit. <laughs> oh, no. If you
1: going to do it, let's go, man. Oh, God.
0: So, <laughs> what the fuck is wrong with you?
1: I'm the slave master's daughter.
0: Okay, All right. All right. Oh man, see, that's why we need like a problematic alert. <laughs> What's this? Keep the darkies in the field. <laughs> I'm in the
1: house. <laughs> All right. I'm, I'm done.
0: Oh boy. Okay. So, <laughs> album dropped, and um, basically, she was in an interview somewhere talking about how. Making a remix to Andy Up, called Antebellum. Okay.
1: All right. <laughs> Antebellum, hang <laughs> hey,
3: them fool. Oh, I wasn't gonna say it. said it.
1: Oh and shit! And T. Bellum, kidnapped that fool. <coughs> whip him, whip him, whip him. Right.
4: Oh no.
0: Oh man. Is there didn't...
1: a too far button on there anywhere? No. This okay. is
0: this is this is why Patreon is coming. How this you, is this why? How do you self cancel for a hundred hours? <laughs> <laughs> oh man! So she was telling this story about how one of the features <laughs> on her album uh basically said that um, they wouldn't that they would um refuse to clear uh whatever the song was if she didn't go out with them mm. We don't know who, and there's been a lot of speculation as to who, just given the um, the recent features that she's done and the recent people that she's worked with, particularly on the album. Uh, you know, there's 21 Savage, there's Dirk, uh, I, I think Kodak Black. Everyone really suspects Kodak Black. Um, because, let's be honest, this sounds exactly like some shit Kodak Black would do. Mm. Um and so people were kind of pressuring her to name the name. My thing is this: why? Who gives? And not because. And not because who gives a fuck. But because if, if she does name the person, what the fuck y'all gonna do? What <laughs> y'all gonna do? Right? Y'all ain't gonna do shit. We all demonstrably, you're not gonna do shit. We know that. There because there are people that we know are doing shit. Have been brazenly doing shit. And y'all ain't said shit about it. And y'all, haven't, and y'all haven't stopped listening to him at all. Chris Brown, we know all the shit he's done. Uh Trey Songs is at this point doing Bill Cosby numbers of rape accusations. I mean, mm-hmm. it's up there. Yeah. Um, it seems like somebody else somebody else uh got something to say every week on Trey Songs. And not only that People that tried to tell y'all Trey songs wasn't worth the damn Are resurfacing I'm just saying Kiki Palmer tried to tell us We didn't want to listen And At this point it's almost ineffective Y'all gonna get a few tweets off And call it a day So pressuring somebody to name names When they have their reasons For not naming names Seems counterproductive. Because again, what y'all gonna do? And let's not assume that she hasn't weighed the, the consequences. Because naming somebody like that in the industry immediately puts a target on your back. All right. Megan Thee Stallion has had a target on her back from the moment she said, Tori, you shot me. So let's not act like we're not putting somebody that we're not putting somebody else up on the chopping block just so we can have a few a few minutes on social media of very limited gratification. Yeah, you know I I, I, I don't fuck with that. Again, if I thought that the internet as we know it now and you niggas on the internet were worth a damn. And would and would uh, circle the wagons and get the and get whoever it is to fuck out of there, because what if it is Kodak Black? Kodak Black got a couple of rape cases.
1: I'm surprised his mother hasn't filed one yet, <laughs> S-
0: S- sir.
1: Huh? <laughs> what,
0: sir? I'm
1: sorry, I didn't know people had consensual sexual relationships with their mothers, but maybe he does.
0: And is
1: that a consensual ass grab? I won't belabor it. <laughs>
0: I'm just saying, what if it is Kodak? Y'all got we got we we got a paper trail on Kodak Black at this point. Yeah, y'all ain't done shit about it, and y'all ain't done and y'all ain't done shit to make me think that y'all trying to get Kodak Black the fuck out of here. So wh- what's the point? And, and it's it's not about. It's not about not calling out bullshit. It's about what y'all do after the bullshit is called. That's what I'm calling into question. Just something to put out there. Um male birth control is going into human trials. <laughs> I don't even segue that shit. There ain't, yeah. there ain't no segue for that. Male birth control is going into human trials. React. <sighs> It's um sign me up.
1: It's an interesting time. It's an interesting time to be alive. Uh, You know, normally here's here's this is how you know niggas ain't shit. Normally, you know, we especially black people would be the first to be like, oh, you ain't you know you're not putting anything in me that I don't even understand. You know, y'all just got stuff in trial phase, blah blah blah. But no, if it's if it's something that might allow someone to shoot up
0: the club. With no consequence, all these same anti vaxxers gonna shut their ass right the fuck up and get in line. Niggas gonna have birth control parties. (laughs) They gonna be tocking
1: in line at CVS. Uh, Yeah, you know what I'm saying. We out here, man. Just about to get my little, about to get my little pill. You know what I'm saying? To see y'all know it's real, man. It's my pharmacist, man. This nigga named Clarence. Excuse me, sir. uh, it's just all, What what are you doing Now don't worry about it nigga Hey So you know he got that pill right here Man just so y'all Just so all y'all hoes out here see You got that pill Bloop bloop Alright What up What it do Sir this is a CVS Get the fuck out <laughs> That's <laughs> how y'all know it's real You know like, square, like share Subscribe
0: I'm just saying At this point Um Crush <laughs> that shit up Put it in my drink Oh yeah It's, it's gonna I happen I
1: People are gonna be mixing mixing that joint with blue chews, and, and they're gonna
0: bring back the incredible Hulk. Yeah, they are gonna put that shit in a mist form and add it to your hookah. Like, oh, it's gonna be everything. So, <laughs> oh, you, oh no, your your little hookah, your your little hookah mouthpiece, yeah, gonna be laced with that shit. Yeah. Oh boy, when you, t- you give you give niggas an out from some responsibility, it, Also so they can say,
1: "Nah, it ain't mine. I'm on the pill." <laughs>
0: I mean, that's gonna be, but that's gonna be awkward too, because it's gonna be some of these women that's gonna that's gonna hit you with that shit in the middle and whisper that shit in your ear. You, you on it? You on the pill? You know I am. And, oh yeah, you already know. You know what time it is.
1: But also, black people, remember, remember black people. Don't do it. They, they, they you know. They were trying to make us sterile at one point, man. This might lead to sterility. You know what I'm saying? I'm, you, don't, I, you don't know what's in it.
0: Look, man. All this shit about to blow up anyway. That's all I'm saying. All this shit is about to blow up anyway.
1: Until they start making you take it. Oh, well, I'm still taking it. <laughs> <laughs> shit, you you're gonna Get be on. an early adopter just so you don't have to have that moral dilemma.
0: Oh, I've 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 ducked it this long. I'm, <laughs> I told people a long time ago if I get to, if I got this far without uh, without having any, the shop is closed. Hey, y'all want to y'all want to y'all want to change the
1: abortion laws in Texas? Make it mandatory for every unmarried man to to be taking the birth control pill.
0: Not not only close the shop, pour concrete in that bitch. It's over. Yeah, it's over. I'm happy. Oh, they're talking about all that shit about side effects. Fuck it. What are the side effects? Well, we don't know yet, <laughs> and apparently don't care. I'll have hips. I'll then I'll have well, a little. I'll be walking around with woman hips or something. Oh, you won't be getting laid either way, then. Well, we don't know. This niggas with hips that get laid. Quest love. <laughs>
1: But also if you're a woman Who likes a man with hips I am not judging you <laughs> I am serious. laughing quietly To myself
0: um, The decline Oh this was Oh this was going on This was a little Debate on Twitter About the decline of uh, New York hip hop Uh, Rap debates Yay. Oh boy yeah. yeah you can just hear The pussy drying up Right now Uh. <laughs> Um, and this isn't something we just have to stay on, but I just I, I just thought it was kind of interesting. Um, the where they were where people were coming from in response to the idea of the decline of New York hip hop, and people trying to trace it back to a specific uh, moment. Um, Van Lathan was kind of. I won't say moderating, but he was definitely leading this debate. And somebody said, um, well, the the 90s were super debatable. Also, once the internet and social media erased New York City's advantage in controlling media, New York hip-hop suffered. Consumers were free to make their own decisions about who to listen to, and that doesn't get talked about enough. Mm -hmm. Now, there is something there about the idea of New York media Kind of being out in front and being considered the tastemakers and being considered um what gets what gets to wear first. Right. So there is something there. And I so I can't I can't leave that out. Um Knights Wonder had an interesting take. Um that I don't necessarily agree with, but uh he says, and eh, that's not what changed it. What changed it is Um, The power was taken away from all DJs in each market and the vetting system we use in each market was also taken away because with the Internet, you weren't being vetted by your own ecosystem anymore. Social media erased the localization of rite of passage. Eh, Eh. Which I don't know. And I don't and I don't know that's something that would directly disproportionately affect New York hip hop.
1: He's also someone that benefited from it being from. North Carolina. Also true. The what what really what really happened and he's he's about 10 years too late is that I'll sum it up in two words. Master P. Ah. So in the early to mid 90s, um, what, what really happened was Southern music really escalated because uh, people like Master P who normally went through the gatekeepers of distribution that went through either New York or LA um, was being, was being shunned because again, these same, these veterans, these gatekeepers did not understand his music and did not see the appeal in it, but he was selling out the trunk, had been selling out the trunk for years. So he knew that he shit was popping to somebody at least. Right. So he created his own means of distribution and, In the early mid-90s, you saw Masterpiece shit everywhere. No Limit Records had a release coming every week. You're right. And in the back of each CD, they had the next 12 albums that were coming out, and every week, like Clockwork, they were dropping shit. So right. Also at that time, the largest distributor of music in the U.S. was a company called Southwest Wholesale, based here in Houston. Yes, Houston, Texas, at one time, for a long time, actually moved more units of music than any other city in the U S one thing that Southwest wholesale did besides being the lead distributor for most major labels in this region it also focused on a lot of independent artists as well we also had some of our stuff distributed to them so Southwest wholesale allowed a lot of artists to distribute their music independently and in most cases they were a moving more units and b making more money than a lot of major artists who were at these same labels who were gatekeeping and shitting on the South. So as that picked up, and like I said, people like Master P, and then groups like Outkast. Later on, we gained popularity going through these southern um, outlets, and, and and you see what you what you end up with is that New York was being bypassed, and now if you look at most popular rap music most of it has some type of a Southern influence to it. And that is not coincidental. It's very much because people were like, we don't have to go through New York to get our shit done. We out here. So New York, take a seat. Your, your time, your time has come and gone. We, we, according
0: to them until five year old
1: comes out, five year old foreign or whatever his name is. Yeah. Also, who cares? Like, you don't hear anybody else talk about, yo, we, we, trying to, we trying to be on top. Atlanta's been on top for years, but you don't hear anybody talking like, yo, you know, we trying to bring it back to when we were on top. Like, New York, y'all, no, stop. Stop trying to make Fetch happen. <laughs> Just stop. Nobody or cares. It happened. Pop Smoke was supposed to bring New York hip-hop back. Bobby Shmurda was supposed to bring it back. You know, Remy Ma, Papoose, all these people. I remember Jim Jones was supposed to bring it back. Him and Dipset. Oh my God! And they got shitted on by Jada Kiss in, in, in a in a in a scruffy white t shirt and camo shorts. <laughs> <laughs> what are y'all talking about? Like, realistically, nobody gives a shit. About the history of hip-hop as it pertains to New York. You're they don't lying. care that, Houston, that, that hip-hop was born on the 155th Street in the Bronx. Go to one woman in the club right now who's listening to the new Lotto record, the new big Lotto record, and talk to her about how Cool Herc, DJ Cool Herc, was the first one to do a backspin on the record or some shit like that. Yep. And, and she's going to say, Nigga, get out of my face. This is true. This is true. So, save y'all's debates on bringing back that New York rap. Because nobody ain't.
0: gives a shit.
1: It ain't happening. Especially the largest the largest group of music consumption,
0: and that is women. It, it, it. Fam, somebody, say, and somebody said this on Twitter, and it's God's honest truth. Niggas spend a lot of time trying to appeal to other niggas when it's becoming more and more obvious that women are the tastemakers. Always have been. Clubs don't happen if women ain't dancing. So when y'all hear me say that I pick music that I know know is going to go over because women are coming, that's what I'm talking about. That's what we were talking about when we addressed um, the idea of women not liking Rappity Rap Hip Hop. This isn't something we just made up. <laughs> Told y'all. Spoken
1: from experience.
0: You know, women don't like the rapidy Rap. And if women don't like the rapidy Rap, the rapidy Rap ain't going where Cardi B is going. They can't it get
1: jiggy to that shit.
0: Exactly. It ain't going where all the motherfuckers is going. Um, I will say as far as a mystery, it kind of fucked me up at the end, but at the same time, I was like, oh man, this really would be a mystery in real life, wouldn't it? Oh, oh, it kind of is. Um, international hip hop. That's a crazy, anyway. Um, I'm not going to go any further down the hip hop hole. We will just take a quick break. We'll be back with uh, White People Must Be Stopped. You are listening to Sober Conversation with the Least Sober Team in podcasting. Pour up. (laughs) And we are back. We are black. We are opinionated. It's just a nice Sunday, Sunday out there. We're yep. just chilling, uh, giving y'all these money, giving all these nice weekend vibes so y'all can get through your uh, your work week. Mm-hmm. Um, start, your work, start your work week off the right way with me and D. Randall. Um, it is time. It is time for white people must be stopped. This is why I don't fuck. With white people, um, Ketanji Brown is being confirmed uh, as a Supreme Court judge, or was. Yeah, it was this past week. Just uh, so we all know how these confirmations go, a big uh, a a big dumb white man usually gets up there and cries for a little bit. Ted Cruz um and when he's done crying um white people pin a medal on him and tell him that he's brave (laughs) and then he goes and tears down a perfectly good city that wasn't doing shit to him (laughs) um i think yeah yeah republicans are getting very known for this in the past like Three, four years. There, there are definite, I think every city definitely has some area of it that has been thoughtlessly left to
1: rot. Well, they, in, in the case of, of the hearings, I, I actually found something interesting the other day. You know that they always, they did not always have Supreme Court judge hearings like this? Like it used to be back in the day, if somebody nominated, they would just vote on they it and keep vote. it moving? Yeah. But what happened was, it, in the, in a tradition, in a in a tradition of uh, having white Judeo Christian Protestant Supreme Court justices, uh, and I forgot the name of the the Supreme Court nominee. The first one that was Jewish prompted them to go, "Oh, wait, 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 wait! No, wait! We got to talk about this." <laughs> oh, and and ever since then, they've been like, "All right, we need to talk to them before you know before we vote on them." And knowing that everything that's happened, even from the previous set of um, the previous set of of hearings from GOP nominated Supreme Court justices to now, you fully understand how this process is. Like with Brett Kavanaugh, you know, he he being grossly under um, underqualified for this. Um, got to skate a little bit more. He didn't have, you know, Ted Cruz didn't have the same energy for him. Whereas with Katanji Brown, Ted Cruz brought up a book that is taught, that is, that is taught by, I think like one class at one school somewhere um, that, that teaches children about racism and he, he fixed his mind and his poor assistant who was up there putting these big ass billboard sized copies of the page behind him really fixed his mouth to ask her like do you believe that you know racism should be taught to babies? And she had to look at every black woman had and was like look at this motherfucker here. Look, look at this stupid son of a bitch. And his receding chin. I'm okay with Ted Cruz being in Cancun
0: right now. I was gonna say, weren't weren't we happier <laughs> when we thought Ted Cruz had run his children off to Cancun so he could shirk his so he could shirk his chores. Weren't we happier that way? Mm. I vote we send him back. I vote we make a deal with the cartel so that he never leaves. Get him the fuck out of here. Whatever you gotta do, please get Ted Cruz the fuck out of here. All the way. Please, and I want to talk real quick about this narrative coming up. There, uh, one of the narratives I'm seeing that's become very popular is that, well, we should stop celebrating uh, her maintaining poise and uh, dignity in the face of these funky white people, and that we need to just um, and and that we need to just up and yeah. lose it. We just up and riot almost.
1: Let's do that once she gets not. Once she gets like sworn in,
0: I was say w- once she gets the job, let's go on and do that. The other part of this is, to me, everyone goes, well, why are we? Why are we celebrating a woman showing patience to people basically doling out abuse? Um, why aren't we talking about the fact that the abuse is wrong? Why are we? Here's the thing, guys. We know. We know abuse is wrong. Everyone knows abuse is wrong. The problem is when you're talking about in a general social landscape, people can't necessarily connect to that. right? And st- Oh, and just she's being really poised and confident and standing up to her oppressors, this and the third. Guess what? Niggas don't associate with that tough. The reason niggas don't associate with that tough is because you can't, you can't do that shit. You can't do that shit the way we do it. You can't do that shit with a note, a sick note or whatever, the way you could back in high school. Yep. And take digs. Well not take digs. What am I thinking of? Anyway, niggas ain't that athletic. And my issue is that, yes, we know it's wrong. And we know them hounding her is wrong. We know the, the, the ways in which they're hounding her are wrong. But I can relate to that. I can relate to, I can relate to having to wear a shit eating grin at a meeting. Yeah. I can relate to, see, all that standing up to your boss shit, all that sounds good on paper, it is not practice. And yep. there's a good reason it's not practice because a lot of motherfuckers get fired off of that shit. Yep. I man, I, let me let me get up and tell my boss what I'm not gonna damn do, and then leave, and, and then leave, and see if and see if my ass don't get written up for job abandonment. There's a there's a privilege there. I'm always talking about this. There's a privilege there that we don't talk about. The only people saying, I always look at those memes with people talking about requesting a week off. I don't request a week off. I tell you I'm leaving. And they can also tell your ass that that's job abandonment, too.
1: Uh, You know, as a a person in a managerial position who has to approve those requests, trust me, there have been a few times where I've been like, oh, you thought. (laughs) Well, I (laughs) hate to tell you. That was that was that was was a good you know that was you had good intentions. Right. Um, Unfortunately, we have three other people out that same week, so
0: reschedule. And you know, don't get me wrong. Some of these some of these 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 positions, I didn't realize this because I was just filling out positions like a normal human being. I was not aware of some of these shits. People be like, look, fam. You're going you're gonna to get asked for this position. You're going to get an interview. Here's what you do. Lie. Yeah. I didn't know that. I didn't know that that was becoming the norm. Lie. Lie. They'll train you. Even though it makes sense. Lie. I, I, They'll I, train you.
1: I can catch the lies, though.
0: I was going to say, you got to get up pretty early in the morning on black people. Yeah. All that to say, because we should, because we
1: we know that we look, we know how the game is played. All that to say, shout out to Kachanji Brown, Hey, air horns, and we should all be Cory Booker.
3: <laughs>
2: God damn it, uplifting
1: her to the point of tears, <laughs> even if it is for the camera.
0: <laughs> you are so mean to Cory Booker. Look, man. He's a cornball. He is. He is. He's a super-duper cornball. He means well. Yeah. I guess you're right. Um, Racist stories, racist emails, racist things you have uh, found in the past uh, that you think we missed. Send those to opinionswhileblack at gmail.com or log on to opinionswhileblack.com where you can get in touch with us find ways to listen to Houston's Most Savage Podcast mm-hmm. and buy yourself some merch yep new spring summer line coming soon yes we'll be back to finish it off with your listener layers in the top three STFUs you're listening to Houston's Most Savage Podcast yes pour up oh. And we're back mm-hmm. We are black mm-hmm. We are opinionated mm-hmm. And we're just chilling right now Chilling I am Kicking it It is time of course For your listener letters um,
1: Randall I believe we have something on your end I do have one I received this one from a Friend of the podcast Night Shift Flexin Who asks What was a popular Marvel Cinematic mm-hmm. Universe theory From back in the day during phase one, that never happened, but you wish it did. I was like, "Okay, we, oh, we start off, We start off with a doozy." Um, but it suddenly kicked in, and I remember there there was one theory that popped up that I I kind of wanted to be real, be real, but I never thought that it would come to pass. Okay, and that the reason why Stan Lee appeared in all the Marvel movies was because he was secretly the watcher or one of the watchers. Now, if you know, we obviously know that that was not the case, but if, you know, if they had more time with Stan and more foresight, um, that would have been a dope payoff at, at some point. Um, so yeah, that was, that was the one theory that never came true. That I wish could have come true
0: That's pretty good Yeah It's pretty good Um, Ongoing theory Ongoing theory that wasn't true It's kind of a tough one Um, Yeah it was a little tough I think One ongoing theory was that um, Oh man And maybe because at some point I just started tuning all the theories out you find it would be so disappointed to me because all he does is watch Easter eggs mm-hmm. and run around with top conspiracies, not conspiracies, but top theories for yeah. what could have been. Um, I think at one point, at one point, he said that it could be very possible that Superman ends up in marvel stories off of like the crash landing going the wrong way there's a few of those where it's like the crash, the crash landing ended, ended the wrong way outside of it, it, it's weird in the marvel cinematic universe yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. and that and that in that the the in that there was a different kind of crash and it led to I don't know man It was weird. didn't make any fucking sense. Yeah. Um, Another one. Oh, there was a a couple of good ones out there. I remember when people swore they were setting up the next line of defenders. Mm Mm-hmm. And it was going to be led by the Punisher. It was going to be like Daredevil, Moon Knight. It was going to be like Marvel Knights almost. Right. Um, that ended up not being true again they got too much money for that shit um, they had too much money to fuck off trying to blow up uh, what is it now it's not the World Trade Center anymore it's the Cultural Center or something no oh. Freedom Tower or something yeah, yeah, yeah something like that
1: yeah
0: they I try not to listen I, I, you know I try not to listen to the the pollen. I, not the pollen. Why am I saying the pollen? I tried to listen to the the, the gossip bullshit. Yeah. Yeah. That,
1: that, and I that's you hit it right on the head, man. At this stage, I am just here to see the movies in the way that they are released. I don't care about spoilers. I don't care about discussing this and that. I don't care about following the production for four years until it gets released. I just want to show up, watch the movie, and hopefully be entertained.
0: Give me moon nights. This week. Give me motherfucking moon nights. Ah, yep. Um you got any other questions? No, I think that I I think that's good. I think we're I, I think we about covered it. All right. Oh um, that's a that's a short and sweet one. No David Santiago's. No David Santiago Let's today. Go. Um send your, well yeah, yeah, Well thank you for the listening Y'all know what to do opinionswhileblack uh, at gmail.com opinionswhileblack.com his on social medias uh, we will get back to you or we will we'll get it on the on the podcast as quickly as possible uh oh hey. might might have a late one yeah yeah, 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 yeah. might have a late one um there, uh, euphonic will always figure out a way to text me <clears throat> a listener letter in the in the fucking mm. Group chat. Um, uh, where is this? Where is this? He's gonna make me scroll. Uh, they always put some random. They always put some random shit in here and go. Uh, oh, thoughts. This is my listener letter. Um, <laughs> it, just know that when you say shit with thoughts, I'm trying to. I'm trying to actually scroll past it. Like format that shit so I can find it. Fam! That's it uh it refer oh okay okay they just they referred to my listener letter um to d j burn um he's in good spirit uh, some of y'all been asking he's in good spirits y'all um things are looking up for him uh lately um if you want to get at him, you can definitely find him on the twitters and the social medias I believe he has. A GoFundMe Towards his situation. Uh if I remember, I will definitely put that um put that in the chat for you guys. Uh I think that's all they really want me to remind you guys of. Uh-huh. Um we are a community, we should act we should act as such at all times. Um because times ain't getting no better and we need each other. Yes, yes. Um time for the top three STFUs. Who are the three people in America that need to shut the fuck up? Number three. And no, Kanye West is nowhere on this list this week. Thank you. Number three is Remy Ma. Really? So, well, you know, Remy Ma always, she'll find a way to show up and say some stupid shit. And stay of the Culture hasn't been back in a while, so, you know. She's got to say it somewhere. Mm -hmm. Um, Remy Ma was basically in an interview somewhere arguing that Doja Cat isn't a rapper. Here's my thing. There's a couple of layers to this. One, Doja Cat raps. Doja Cat is a rapper. That's kind of how I feel about it. Two, if we're going to say Doja Cat isn't a rapper because she sings too, Mm. Then we have to start having the conversation that Nikki isn't a rapper either. Yes. Um, a conversation that I would love to have if it were true. Um I, my th- uh, so I in, in one in one sense, I kind of get it. Because Remy Remy Ma is cut from a different cloth. And when I say cut from a different cloth, she she's from the Bronx. And New York, <laughs> and we've already established earlier in this episode, New York niggas are mad arrogant. She wears the pants in her relationship. <laughs> this we know. <laughs> and so, so I get that that comes with a little bit of feeling like you've heard the rawest of the raw shit. But the problem with hip hop heads is that everybody feels like their taste in music is the rawest of the raw shit. Mm hmm. You know, I, you know, there was a time when I was young, I was listening to the Beat Nuts thing and I was listening to the raw shit. Um, hip-hop, hip-hop. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, you know, I'm, I'm out here listening to native tongues. I think I'm just... Hey, hey. I think I'm just... a I, Oh, I was just different. You talking to the guy with the Tribe Called Quest shirt on? <laughs> yes, sir. <laughs> and so it gives you a little bit of that arrogance, a little bit of that swag... Where you feel like you're on some shit ain't nobody else on right now. Like, niggas don't have to grow up memorizing the four elements of hip-hop
1: for you to call them whatever you want to call them. Right. Like, And I know most people kind of associate people by their first experience with them or their first impression of them. And I don't, I don't, my first experience with Doja Cat was Bitch, I'm a Cow. <laughs>
0: where she was, she was Damn. rapping.
1: Not, not well, but still rapping. Oh.
0: But, um, yeah, no, no keep but Yeah, going.
1: I mean, her music right now is a blend of both singing and rapping, so she is what she is, and that is more successful than Remy Ma,
0: <laughs> if we're being honest. And the other part is is that it goes into a lane where then somebody goes, "Oh, but she rhymes over pop vocals." If we have to have the conversation about Doja Cat rhyming over pop vocals. Then what the fuck was Nicki Minaj doing in Super Bass? Mm-hmm. What is Drake doing on every album? The, the nigga, oh man, y'all can first of all, and then and then some of y'all, some of y'all remember Drake a little too fondly, because for all of you niggas that remember Comeback Season, I remember Brand New. Mm-hmm. Tell me, what I'm doing Brand New, mm. Brand New. Oh yeah, I remember that shit. Man,
1: you put some extra simp in your voice for that.
0: I, it was extra simpy. <laughs> it was. It, it deserved it. Um, you know, and so y'all gotta. Sometimes y'all gotta pull. Y'all gotta pull off the 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 rose colored glasses and s- see some of this shit for what it is. Also, again, the arrogance of New York hip hop. To feel like y'all are still the tastemakers, and you're not. No, Rimy Ma is selling enough. it Ma is selling enough albums uh, to justify being a tastemaker. She's not. She is not. Um, so until until that day, because you remember, Remy Ma came out of prison with a lot of hype. Yep. With a lot of hype that, even though I like some of the stuff that she's dropped, I don't think she has fully collected on. No. Um, and she can and she can she can't ride that lean back Grammy forever. Um so just shut the fuck, shut up. The fuck up. Number two is one Damon Dash. Oh man. You know, Dusko Poppington. What <laughs> the fuck What do you do? Dame Dash. Oh. so Kanye has been complaining about he's been trying to um get people to um, uh, uh, divest from the Grammys and try to get a, position, a petition of people to divest from the Grammys because the Grammys don't want to fuck with him uh, because he is more and more revealing himself to be a fucking lunatic to his wife. And, and Dame Dash is like, well, instead of us uh, fighting with the Grammys, why don't we just make our own? Game Dash has enough history in the hip hop community. Uh, that again, it, New York niggas, if you wanna, if, if you wanna claim to be a tastemaker, if you wanna, you gotta claim the bad too. Because every time uh-huh. you niggas have come up with an award show, the shit has ended badly. Yep. Usually in violence. If we're just keeping it a buck. Um, y'all don't really have a place to talk shit um it, 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 and I'm not saying we should never come up with our own awards but I don't think you should be in front of the conversation definitely
1: and i'm I'm I personally am torn about award shows like i I, I feel like they're unnecessary they're they're really just advertisements correct they're, they're just pats on the back from people who are members of said organizations but you know, if 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 you want to really go out and create your
0: own award show, go for it. Kudos to you. Ain't nobody going to the Rock Nation. Well, people will go know. to the Rock Nation Awards. But ain't nobody but watching this. Dame right? Dash ain't going to be there because
3: he owns nothing. <laughs> <laughs> you know that? They're
1: not going to go to the Poppington
0: Awards. <laughs> God damn it. It, it. You know, and it, uh, Dame Dash too often gets... Some of these, some of these niggas with money too often get associated with the community in the wrong way. Yeah, because if, if we're gonna talk about him leading a conversation, then we have to have another talk about him leading a conversation about um, him and hit representing artists that did not did not fare well in Rock Nation. Yes. You know, just like with Diddy, where we have to have, the, if we're going to have the conversation about him fucking over Mace and pretty much everybody else, we have to have the conversation about him. What happened to mill?
2: Mm-hmm.
0: What happened to Tierra Marie? Um, And so I want some of these people that we, over time, capitalism has forced us to deify and lionize I think we have to reevaluate some of these motherfuckers. Um, y'all try to do it sometimes with jay zi Uh, I don't think y'all digging deep enough for my taste. Every now and then, Mace comes back and reminds y'all of what time it is with Diddy. Yep. But that has like spotty spotty lasting effects because this last shit Mace Mace put out, he was on point factually, but the shit didn't slap. Um, and I think we have to re- re- reevaluate Dame Dash, and remember that despite him being rich, he has no—he never seems to know what the fuck he's talking about. Right. So, yeah, Dame Dash got to figure out a a new stick, other than uh, 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 talking shit about Kevin Lyles and oh. shut the fuck up. That's so all he can do is talk shit about Def Jam. That's it. Uh, every documentary you saw from the niggas was him talking cash shit about Def Jam. Um, and the number one person who should shut the fuck up is Herschel Walker. This is what happens. This is what happens when you give a Dallas Cowboy the microphone. Uh, so, Tony Dorsett was better anyway. <laughs> <laughs> that is actually true. That nigga, that nigga was fast than a bitch. Anyway, um Herschel Walker is out here talking shit about, about um, critical race theory, and he is leading the he is out here leading the Trump movement on critical race theory. Apparently, despite not knowing what one, what critical race theory is, or two, how to spell it.
1: How to spell the acronym
0: for it? He can't spell CRT, <laughs> but I bet he can spell CTE. He can't. He can't spell that either. His doctor can. <laughs> I know for a fact. Um, I was actually gonna find the. I have it. The sound bite. Yeah. <laughs> uh, from this nigga. No, I don't want to. No, y'all don't want to listen to my. Uh, what is this? Sid Radio. <laughs> Um
1: yeah, what's what's hilarious about about the speech was that he was he was so against critical race theory being taught, yet he himself doesn't even know what it is.
0: Not at all. And so here we go. I'm sick and tired of them want to teach CTR in, in school. Critical race theory. Can you tell me what that means? We're Americans. We're not black. We're not white. We're Americans for this country. People want. So. The one thing that. Oh we can can go away from that. Okay. So. First of all, he said, can anybody tell me what that means? It's literally a college course. (laughs) There's literally a college course with the express purposes of telling you what that means. Um, you can tell he went to Oklahoma. <laughs> boy,
1: boy, boy, boy. Oh,
0: and, and, and here's the thing: he went to one of them schools where, where I'm sure they, I'm sure they improved in their education ranking by like giving the kids paper
1: by him going
0: to the league. <laughs> <laughs> You see why I hate the Dallas Cowboys? Nothing good comes from a Dallas Cowboy. Nothing. Nothing. Not a damn thing. As a matter of fact, the only Dallas Cowboy in in recent history that can claim, that can lay claim to doing something good uh, for their community or for anyone is Deion Sanders. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Deion Sanders has been out there showing his ass over there. He's doing his thing. I'll say. Even, like, at this point... The record, whatever the record is over there is tangential to what he's doing to change the culture of college football for these kids. Yeah. And to make sure that that he's giving them better opportunities or at least more upfront, honest opportunities for what's out there. Meanwhile, we have niggas like Herschel Walker who have had the same haircut for 40 years. <sighs> Hairline notwithstanding, um, up here talking, uh, up here just uh, while their brains are just visibly <laughs> dissolving out from their ears. Yes. Um, God, I wish I had the Will, the little Will Smith concussion quote Tell the
2: truth. Tell the truth.
0: It's just so bad, man.
2: It's like, horrible. These
1: are these are their kings. These are their representatives. And at some point, all these folks who are who are fake mad at critical race theory, aka something that they have no idea what it is, um, once this election cycle is over, they're going to find something else misguided to to hop on and, and to champion.
0: And, and, and that's all it is. And that if it's not this, it's going to be something else ridiculous. And it has not escaped my notice. That all the ball players that jump on this stupid shit, none of them really have the wherewithal. Like Jim Brown, yeah. All of these, all of these are niggas who have who have been using their heads for blunt objects for the <laughs> for the for the better part of their uh, of their prime, yes. the prime of their lives. Yes, and have the speaking and have the gravitas. And the speaking skills and the social skills to show for it. Yeah. Never thought the mighty was the Herschel Walker, the Dallas Cowboy. Fuck him! But I never thought I'd see the mighty fall the way Jim Brown did. Jim Brown. Like, I, Jim Brown was a legend in my fucking house. Yeah,
1: not just on the field.
0: Not just on the field, but in front of the camera. Yeah. Boy, Jim Brown was like I'm, even to this day. You can't. Well, no, my mom will cut up about Jim Brown, but my my poor my poor father. If he if he were here to see how the mighty had fallen, even if he were here to see how Herschel Walker has fallen. Apparently, he's fallen
1: one too many times <laughs> on his head, <laughs>
3: and,
0: so, now,
1: and now he has CTR.
0: So Herschel Walker, get a different haircut. (laughs) But stop going with the black guy from Hey Arnold haircut. Wow. And please shut the fuck up. Shut the fuck up. I mean it too. I mean shut the shut the thirty year commemorative edition. Fuck up! From the last time the Dallas Cowboys won a fucking yeah. won a fucking uh, uh, Super Bowl, yeah. You know how long it is since the Dallas Cowboys won a Super Bowl? Old dirty bastard was literally still alive. Yeah, like Zach Morris had the had the most high tech cell phone on the market. The last time the Dallas Cowboys won the Super Bowl. Remember that big GI, that big GI Joe calling the airstrike phone. Yeah. yeah. Oh my God. Oh yeah. Mario Lopez was still AC Slater. Damn. Oh man, Forrest Gump. But Gunk also, was in Mario theaters. Lopez looked exactly the same, <laughs> which is not a good, which is not a good indicator here. <laughs> I'm just saying how how long has it how long has it really been like I'm pretty sure all the women who were Dallas Cowboy cheerleaders at the time are grandmothers now the last time the Dallas Cowboys won a ring damn fuck the Cowboys man fuck the Cowboys OD all day have we done a podcast D Randall we have certainly done a podcast absolutely done a fucking podcast Um, You know, give us a hand. Give us Mm -hmm. a round of a fucking applause, Mm -hmm. Um, guys. Thank you so much um, for riding with us once again on another adventure. Um, Patreon is coming very soon. Mm -hmm. Um, Me and Randall have had a couple of talks, uh, and we're going to talk about an official uh, official launch. Um, we're going to have, uh, I would have written down, uh, we're going to have at least two tiers, mm-hmm. cost effective, um, inflation friendly, I believe them to be, mm-hmm. um, probably going to end up, I, I think we've just, like two episodes, like two episodes a month, two episodes. That's fair. That's fair. Um, not going to reveal the tiers just yet. Uh, we're going to iron some things out and uh, there will be some, uh, there'll be some other good surprises for you guys. Yeah, but I think the opinions while black community will be very much into, um, we'll be back next week with more foolishness and fuckery mm. until then. Oh, uh, church announcements. Do I you have know? none. Um, uh, for me, I have to start taking it more, taking more seriously. My promotion for these things, um, I have have an article about uh, what the fuck happened with comiXology. Amazon is fucking over the uh, comic reading experience
2: Mm. for
0: humanity. Um, That article is available on blacknerdproblems.com. There's also, I'm pretty sure there's a couple of reviews with my name on them. Uh, So definitely read those, blacknerdproblems.com. If you read the, you know, you can click on my name. It'll show you everything that I've written. So forth and so forth. Yep. Um, uh, anything else coming your way in my brand? No, uh, Randall. Anything?
2: Yeah. Is that the, video out?
0: Is not, the video out? Well,
1: no, not well. So that we, we're dropping a couple of videos this week with uh, Scotty Spitton and his brother slash producer talking about the project. But okay, official official video not just yet.
0: Okay. But the but the 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 process videos are. Yes. Okay, cool. Yeah. Cool, cool.
1: Um YouTube YouTube go to we are Radio Galaxy. Okay. And uh start from there and
0: cool. work your way out. Right on. Yep. Right on. Um until then we will be back uh next week with more foolishness, with more fuckery. Mm-hmm. Y'all know how it is. We're going to be here. Yeah. We're going to be here. Um, it's too hot to be outside. It's too fucking hot to be outside. Uh and uh in, inflation is fucking up uh the pussy intake. So, okay. Uh until then, this has been episode 176. all up in your mix. Of opinions while black. I've been Oz B Randall as always imparting got to do it. It's always imparting titties.
1: Big ass titties.
0: (laughs) My goodness. Okay, so I tried it for a couple. That will probably not be back. (laughs) 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 The sound effect will stay. sound effect, we will not end on that sound effect. It doesn't have the same impact. It doesn't. It doesn't. It needs to be more definitive. It has to be titties yeah yeah we'll try some well, i'll try some more, more things.
1: aggressively just jumped in which is like titties she sure like, did not yet <laughs> while well, we appreciate the enthusiasm
0: <laughs> we need that impact <laughs> that's true you're right we, we'll work on it bye niggas